Morning listeners, I hope you all had a good weekend. It's Monday, ASG Monday. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of So Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozso.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. So let's give a warm welcome to Louise Barrow, the Chair of the Australian Sewing Guild. Hi Louise. Hi Maria. How are you? I'm very well. Hope you had a good weekend. Oh, a wonderful weekend of sewing, of course. Oh, well, lucky you. <laughs> Where would you like to start? Because I know that Sewing Guild has been doing a lot of workshops lately and that's why I contacted you so we could do this podcast. Okay, yes, we have been very busy. As I told your listeners in a, in a previous podcast, we have introduced some online interactive sewing workshops using Zoom video conferencing. And it was a bit of an experiment. So we've run a couple of sessions now. And Wally did one for us on machine feet. I've done, and I've done three now on how to make a bound buttonhole. And as I said, it was an experiment to see, first of all, are there any technical glitches that we need to iron out? And also, how well our members are going to react to it. Is this something they're interested in? Do they want to do this? And I'm really happy to report that they have all been very successful and they have been very well received by our members. And they're clamoring for more. So, of course, if they want more, they get more. <laughs> That's really good news. So we now have four new workshops on our events calendar. I guess moving on from the bound buttonhole, traditionally your bound buttonhole is a rectangular shaped buttonhole. Yes. Well, we're going to get a little bit more creative on the next one and that's going to be triangular. So I know that sounds like it could be a lot more complicated, but in actual fact, I think it's actually easier than the traditional bound buttonhole. Plus it looks fantastic. It just adds a nice designer touch to your garment. So really a bound buttonhole can be just a any shape you want it to be and maybe down the track we'll do some more different shapes but this next one's going to be a triangular one. I've noticed that the image that you use is really clear so it looks quite special to me. Yeah it does and then you can start getting creative with it as well you can you know you can make your your buttonholes in, in contrasting colors so it really stands out. There's a lot you can do with buttonholes in general but um, certainly the different shapes just add interest to your garment. So then we're going to move on from there. There's going to be one that's a little bit more utilitarian, how to install an invisible zipper. And I know that zippers terrify a lot of sewists, 
and then you add the complexity of an invisible zipper and it just all gets to be too much. And Wally did show how to use uh, an invisible zipper foot in her workshop and she showed one method of installing it and it's the method that I used to use until I learned another method from a really fabulous tutor named Lorraine Jenkins. She's also a Sewing Guild member. She lives in New South Wales and she's a fabulous tutor and she showed me this method. And ever since then, it's the method that I use all the time. So I have to give Lorraine full credit for this. She put me onto it and I've used it ever since. And this particular method, it helps to eliminate that little bubble you often get at the bottom of an invisible zipper. So it's a different method of installing it and it means you get a much smoother finish at the bottom of the zipper. I've seen Lorraine and she's quite creative in how she sews and, and how she works through issues with projects. So that's going to be a really good one to go mm, to. Exactly, yeah. And this method, what I particularly like about it is that not only is it good for a new garment, but should you ever need to replace a broken zipper in an existing garment, you can still do it even though your garment is already constructed. It's still possible to put in a new invisible zipper. There's two more workshops. Then there's one called a bluff pocket. If you're not a tailor or a couture sewer, you may never have heard of a bluff pocket. What that is, is basically it's a patch pocket that is attached to your garment, usually to a jacket, and it's attached without any visible stitching. So you don't have to worry about getting nice, neat, even top stitching, although you do have to worry about hand stitching. And I know some people are allergic to that, but, but it does create, again, a lovely finish to your garment. It is a couture technique, so it's the type of finish you would use if you were wanted, you had a really special garment, you wanted it to look extra special. It makes the patch pocket look like it's actually floating on the garment, as opposed to just being pasted, stitched in place. Oh, wow. It's not as difficult as it sounds. The method that I use does involve hand sewing. Got a question. Would you use that method for brocades or special occasion yeah, garments? Definitely. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anywhere where top stitching might just look a bit too casual, or if you know if you've got a really special fabric that you don't want to ruin with visible stitching. You know, you don't want to detract from the fabric itself. This is the method to use. Okay. Gives you more techniques if you want to really push the boundaries with your sewing. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. <laughs> That's what it's all about. You know, sometimes you need to go outside your comfort zone and explore some new things. And, and when you do, you realize that, oh, it's maybe it's not as scary as you thought it was. Taking the fear factor out of it, I guess. Yes. And then the last one that we're looking at, this was a little bit hard to explain just in words, but... I call it the banded V-neck. So if you think of, you see it particularly in sportswear, but you can see it in not just in knits, but also in woven fabrics. If you think of a V-neck that's finished with a band, often it's ribbing. And how do you get that nice point at the end of the V? If it's a round neck and you're attaching a band or a ribbing, it's not so hard. But when it's a V-neck, you've got to contend with that V at the, the point of the of the neckline. So this method I'm going to show is a, a way of getting a good result, getting a nice sharp V without any little puckers or bubbles at the point. 
we are going to do it in woven fabric, not in knit fabric, okay. um, simply because I don't want to add that extra complexity of working with a knit and with working with ribbing, especially if you've never done it before. But the technique can also be applied to knits, so it's not just for woven fabrics. Woven just makes it a little bit easier to work with, you know, yep. the first time you're doing something like that. So you can practice on woven fabric and get your technique right so that you can then just whiz it through with knit yeah. fabrics. Yeah, just whiz it through, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Sorry, I'm just thinking um, glass half full type of person. <laughs> yeah, it's always best to start with something that's manageable and then work your way up to the more difficult fabrics. Okay. You don't want to set yourself up for failure the first time. All right. It's now on the events calendar on our website. So if you go to www.ozso.org.au and you look at the events page you'll find it on that calendar and I have to say that some of those workshops are already fully booked. We sent the email out to members yesterday and within five hours two of them were fully booked but and, and I've actually got quite a long waiting list on, on one of them so probably we'll be adding more sessions so just keep your eye on that events page and you know there'll be more sessions coming up as we go along. One of the questions that has come up is why are we now charging for the workshops because the first couple of workshops we did were, were free for, no, for members not for non-members but members got them free that was because it was an experiment and yeah. they, were, they were test crash dummies or whatever you want to call them. We didn't feel it was right to charge. We are now charging a small fee. For members, it's $5 per yeah. workshop. Yeah. And for non-members, it's $10. There's a couple of reasons for that. One is that if an ASG group gets a tutor in to do a, a workshop, to do a face-to-face -face workshop, they pay for that. They don't get it free. They expect to pay for it. So you're paying for somebody's expertise and time and, and in putting that together. Also, probably the more important reason is that we need to cover the costs of our annual Zoom subscription because we can no longer use the free plan. Our workshops now go over the 40-minute time limit. And I know that Zoom was being a bit generous during the, the lockdown and they were extending those time limits, but that generosity has come to an end and that, that's fair enough. I can understand why. Mm. So we have to pay for an annual subscription and we need to cover that cost as well. So yep. hence the small fee. From my personal experience, when I've gone to workshops, because I used to go to the Rhodes ASG group, so hi to the Rhodes people. We always paid for tutors, so we paid for the hall hire. Again, that was minimal. And if we got a tutor in, we covered the cost for the tutor. Mm, so I can't yeah. say why it's any different. But, you know, it's good that you've brought that to people's attention. And people, I think, value things a bit more if it's not free. They'll, they'll make sure they show up if, if they have to pay for it. So. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. It's a busy couple of months coming up, but it's fun. I have to say that you know, the, the workshops that I've done today, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been great to put faces to names and just to get that interaction. We've had people from right across the country, you know, in each workshop, they've been, you know, like Tasmania, South Australia, Perth, Victoria, right across the country. And it's great that they get to see each other and get to know each other. Have they been people who are in rural areas and not just metropolitan areas? A bit of both. Mm. That's great. We've had a couple who don't actually go to a guild group because they're in an area where there's no group in their uh, vicinity. So they are loving this because it gives them that interaction that they don't get. 
I had one lady email me today. She was living in Perth and she's only just moved back to the UK. So she emailed me and she says, I love what you're doing, but could you put them on at different times? Because I don't want to get up at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I thought, oh, you know, I never even thought of that. So, you know, I'll have to organize some for a little bit later in the day so she can partake as well. <laughs> That's really good feedback. Well done. <laughs> it sounds like the online workshops that you did a test run of the the bound buttonhole has really paid off and now the ASG is running these workshops online and they're just being gobbled up by guild members yeah absolutely we realize now that it it meets a demand yes Um, it's something that they enjoy and so there's no reason that they have to stop once we come out of isolation you know because as restrictions are being eased now some groups are actually starting to meet again not all a lot still are not able to meet even once everybody's back in action meeting again we can continue with these because it does meet a demand and they're obviously enjoying it so why not well done that's so good to hear louise Mm, i'm enjoying it too actually It sounds like you're one of the Zoom experts that we can all refer to now. <laughs> yeah, I'll let me tell you, I've ironed up some pretty strange things. <laughs> multiple cameras and you know, multiple monitors. Wow. Yeah. Well done. Thank you again for coming on to ASG's Monday daily series of Cell Organised Style Podcast. My absolute pleasure. Always nice to talk to you same here Louise okay thank you so much okay bye-bye thanks listeners have a great day